Today's episode of the finally named Technically Speaking podcast is brought to you by SeatGeek, our presenting sponsor and the only fan-friendly app for buying and selling sports and music tickets. SeatGeek makes buying tickets on your phone a total snap. With just two taps, you can instantly buy tickets to an event that same day, have your tickets delivered straight to your phone, and enter the event without ever having to print a ticket. And if you can't go to a game or show, you can sell your tickets directly from the app in less than 30 seconds. With SeatGeek, there's no guesswork. You'll know exactly what you're getting, what you'll pay, and whether or not you're getting a good deal, all right from your phone. So drop your old ticket app and experience buying and selling tickets the way it should be. To start using SeatGeek, download the free SeatGeek app or go to SeatGeek.com. Molly McHugh, and you're listening to Technically Speaking, we finally named the podcast. Uh, today we're going to talk about the Apple event. The iPhone event is coming, and we're going to chat first with The Ringer's own Alyssa Bresnak. Hey, Alyssa, how's it going? Good. So you wrote about how all of this, just the entire system around getting an iPhone event uh, super hyped up. Was there anything you found out that surprised you when you started looking into this? Yeah, I have just completely trained a, a set number of um, Apple-specific blogs and media to react to every single thing they do. And that's partly by creating sort of a scarcity of information. Um, but it's also uh, by, like, you know, a lot of the research I did was reading um, past reports by, like, the... Um, like rock star Apple reporter Mark Gurman and uh, about how they specifically had like really cushy relationships with um, Apple bloggers and would tip them off uh, and temper expectations. Um, but, you know, I think it's sort of a, uh, an American tradition at this point. I know that it sounds strange, <laughs> um, but it's almost like, oh, yeah, like gotta gotta like read the tea leaves on the apple invite like gotta like connect the the dots and and come up with conspiracy theories because that's just what we do in the fall i know <laughs> did you see any tea leaves in this particular invite with the uh the weird kind of camera effect going on is there anything you read into there <laughs> um yes i i'm pretty much uh, a connoisseur of apple invites at this point <laughs> Um, and I can tell you that this one has a lot to do with uh, probably the improved uh, Apple or the improved iPhone 7 camera, mm -hmm. uh, which is apparently getting a lot of wonderful updates. And um, and also it says see you on the 7th and, you know, it's iPhone 7. So they were being very cute with, with their wording there. Very cute. Yeah. So how many iPhone events have you gone to? Um, I think I've gone to about four or five in uh, in my past life as a consumer tech reporter. Right. Um, were there any that you were just kind of blown away or maybe all of them? Like, was there a particular phone that just you, they introduced it and you're like, dang, that's that's better than I thought it was going to be. So it's funny that you asked that because I was there for the Apple Watch uh, announcement, you know. They oh, OK their own acknowledgement that the product existed, which they made a really big deal about. Um, I mean, we talk about reading tea leaves and uh, they actually like had it at the um, De Anza College auditorium that um, Steve Jobs announced the iMac at like years ago. 
Um, and so it, it felt very like historic. They had that giant white cube outside. Mm-hmm. So and and they invited a lot of journalists, and they really they I mean they made the snack tables extra fancy that day. I remember. Um, I was just looking through some old photos and I was like drinking like arugula juice that they had provided for me. Um, and and I, I think like just all of those factors really got me amped up because I was looking through the live vlog that we did for Yahoo Tech that day and I was just like pumped about it. And now I like I just think back to, okay, like I didn't end up really caring about the Apple Watch that much. Like, it, it's definitely a cool tech accessory, but it's like I ended up not really finding much use in it, and it kind of made me a horrible person. But that's a whole different story. Um, and, and so, I guess what I mean to say is, it was just super easy to drink the Kool Aid, or in this case, the green arugula juice, <laughs> and uh, you know. Uh, get pumped because they just really did it up big. Yeah, I always go into the, especially the device events, um, very like skeptical, um, probably because I am just like, I'm so fine with my phone. There's definitely things about it that bug me or if it glitches, uh, I, I get annoyed, but just in general, I'm, I'm totally fine with my phone. So I just kind of go into these events like, I don't know, like what's, and then halfway through, I realize like I'm buying into this a hundred percent. Like I'm like, this thing is the best. I, I have to order it. I never do. I've literally never bought the new iPhone when it comes out. Um, so clearly everything wears off by like day three. And I realize it's all stuff I don't necessarily need. And once my phone craps out and I buy a new one in a year and a half or something, then I'll just be happy to have it. But uh, yeah, they, they do a great job of like midway through the show. You're just like, yeah, this is this is the future. Like they, they stumbled onto it. It's amazing. It's like a very delicate game of hypnosis. Like I remember my editor was sort of making fun of me at one time um, because I like I was sitting next to him in the crowd and we were live vlogging the event and, and he I actually ended up applauding for like a small minor <laughs> announcement like having to do with Apple Pay. And it was just like such a weird like I unconscious decision on my part to applaud. Like right. I don't even know why I did. Um, it was like it's not like I've ever even really used Apple Pay, but <laughs> I was just so convinced in that moment that it was like an innovative thing. Um, so it is. It is sort of it just creeps up on you, and I can imagine that um, you know that there's an element of that too if you're watching along from work and you have nothing better to do but convince be convinced that there's an awesome new thing on the market. Yeah, I, I mean, and we talked about this a little bit as you were writing your story, but really it's starting to feel like the big event. iPhone has always felt like the biggest event, and now I'm starting to get more excited about WWDC, um, and I just think it's a software versus hardware thing. You know, like the inner, the technology is so about software right now. We've, I don't know, it's not that we've mastered hardware or anything, but like hardware, we're pretty set. Like the iPhone, if you look at the first iPhone to the iPhone now, it looks great. Like it looks amazing. I don't have a ton of hardware complaints about it, um, but software can always, there's so much we can do to get better um, that I just find myself getting more excited for that event. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Like, um, there's always going to be camera improvements that they can go through and processor improvements, but it we have sort of hit a wall hardware-wise, I think, where you, there's just 
unless they turn it into literally a sheet of glass, it's just, it's <laughs> going to get smaller or, or flatter or lighter. And, you know, it's just going on like perpetual scary diets every year. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, I, I do agree that uh, WWDC is sort of the time where they can really geek out and be like, this is what we're doing for your software. And it is, um, it's a it's a really exciting thing for people who aren't really buying into like I need to buy a new iPhone every fall because they kind of have a new iPhone um, when they get that update. Um, that being said, like not so helpful for Apple's like very um, predictable sales cycle, which is that they want people to like immediately throw their perfectly fine iPhone in the trash the second the new one comes out. Um, so yeah, I mean I, I do agree. I think that there's just a, a lack of excitement because there's no other way to make us excited about smartphones anymore. Yeah. I really don't I can't come up with a way. I mean, I really want it to be waterproof. I know that we talked about this in a ringer roundup, mm-hmm. but um, other than that, it's like, yeah, put plutonium in it so the battery lasts more. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I know. I mean, hardware in general has just lost a little bit of magic with people because we're we're so used to it, which is um, on one hand just like amazing and great, and on the other, it's like, man, to impress us takes so much more work. But uh, do you have before I let you go? Do you have any guesses as to what the uh, one more thing might be? Well, it's not always announced. True. The one more if there um, is a one more thing, then yeah. I think the one more thing is going to be. Uh, like a annoying musical guest this time or something. Uh. Yeah, like I don't know if you remember when Tim Cook did that like weird U2 uh, like finger touch with Bono at the end and oh, then God. like U2 album on their phone. <laughs> like I'm sure they won't do that, but I, I think that, that they don't have a, an exciting thing to reveal at the end, so it might just be a, a, a weird Apple musical artist. Yeah, if the one more thing is and we took off the headphone jack, there's going to be a riot. Well, yeah, and also it's, just, <laughs> it's impossible to hide that if you're announcing all of the iPhone. You know, right. the one thing is um, it's it's hard when the premise of a new iPhone is baked into the event. With the Apple Watch, it was like it made a lot of sense because they were able to go through all their normal products and then they were like, one more thing, we have a whole new product. But it right. would be really they're like one more thing we took away your headphone jack it's just it's and then <laughs> bolted from the stage and like <laughs> i would love that i uh it would be great if their one more thing was just like and here are the new macbooks like i would be so happy <laughs> i know oh my god i know it's like the one thing that everyone's asking apple to do now it's like everyone's just sort of like having their own mini anxiety attack that they're buying a new MacBook and there's going to be a, a like an update out any moment now. <laughs> I really, I would love that. That would be great. Well, thank you for chatting with me about this and for writing about it. It's super interesting. Yeah. Thanks, Molly. Thanks, Alyssa. Uh, and now we're going to talk to David Pierce, who works at Wired and will be at the Apple event tomorrow. Okay, joining us now is David Pierce. He works at Wired, and he is an Apple reporter as well as a reporter on many other things, but he is going to the event tomorrow. David, how's it going? It's going well. I am sort of excited about the Apple event, I guess. (laughs) So, okay, how many years or how many iPhone events? I know you've gone to a lot of Apple events because you report on Apple a ton, obviously, um, but how many just the iPhone events have you gone to? 
oh gosh, this is probably number, this is either four or five. Uh-huh. Uh, and they all, they all kind of blend together, honestly. Yeah. Um, I went, the first one I went to was the one right after Steve Jobs died, which is very sad because I only got to go to one Steve Jobs event and it wasn't an iPhone event. Oh, okay. And that was back when it was really, you know, it was exciting and everyone was sort of this big, incredible event in and of itself. Yeah, I was going to ask if you went to the original iPhone event, which I kind of assumed you didn't, but thought maybe you'd snuck in there. Is that no? I didn't. Okay. I, uh, I followed it. You yeah. know, that doesn't count for anything. But I remember sitting at my computer, I was reading, I think, three different live blogs during that event. It was really exciting. See, that was, I mean, obvious. I think that was like peak exciting iPhone event just because it was the first one and no one really knew exactly what was going to be announced. Um, I guess my second would be the App Store was probably really exciting. Um, but... It feels a little bit, we've talked about this before, but like the iPhone event is just not as exciting as it used to be. Yeah, I think there's there's a lot going on there. A part of it is that the, the iPhone just hasn't gotten better at the same pace that it did, which is totally unfair because the first one, there wasn't ever anything like it before. So right. that was huge. And then they had a couple of years where I think they spent two or three years really sort of refining the design to what they wanted it to be. And so it was all exciting and these huge changes. And now we're just kind of at a place where there are only small things left to do. Uh, and then when you combine that with the fact that there are all these sites and all these analysts who are just obsessively tracking rumors and FCC certifications and all these different things going on, it's just, it's been so long since we went into an Apple event without a really good idea of what was gonna be announced. Like, you know That's this, having done this before, but we, I'm, I'm writing stories about the iPhone that they're going to announce tomorrow, today, because <laughs> I'm 95% sure I know what it's going to be, and so why not be prepared? No, I, I know, and, and also, I mean, I think part of it is that smartphones aren't, like, magical anymore. I mean, when smartphones first came out, it was, um, I, I just remember spotting, like, iPhones in the wild when they were first released, and it was this, like, really incredible, amazing thing, like, oh, my God, and, you know, when they added apps, and you could, you know, use it for GPS, it was so amazing, and now I, our, we, it takes so much more to impress us with technology than it used to. Totally. I remember my roommate had an iPhone before I did, the very first iPhone. He, like, went and stood in line and paid $600 and the whole thing. Oh my God. And I remember he showed it to me and I kind of didn't understand all the things you could do with it yet. But the thing that I latched onto was that you could play solitaire, which felt very <laughs> exciting. And that was like, it was a web app. It wasn't even good solitaire, <laughs> but it was like, it was so exciting to be able to play solitaire on my phone. And now it's like all this stuff that's, you know, a thousand times more exciting than that is just second nature now and I think it's like there's just so much that we expect of our phones that to really wow us feels really difficult which is why I think a lot of people got really excited about VR because right. it was gonna be that but it hasn't quite gotten there yet I mean it's like until my iPhone can project a hologram like don't invite me to the Apple event kind of an attitude people are so jaded by technology now yeah, I wonder how much of that is uh, shared by regular people. That's I mean, true. for me, like, I pay so much attention to this that I think it feels sort of slow and it feels like nothing's really happening. But I suspect, 
it's the same as like what's happening in the election is I think there are all these people who don't pay attention for a long time and then you show up and you're like what in the world is going on right and uh, I think there's some of that still happening with tech where there for the people who don't pay attention every day there's still enough that feels exciting uh, but then even with this, like, I have friends who are like, oh, what's going to be new with the iPhone 7? Mm-hmm. And my answer is always, like, not that much. Yeah. I mean, and that used to be the S, you know? Like, the, the, the in-between phone used to be the, oh, you know, the event's going to be fine. It's going to be cool, but whatever. And now it kind of just feels like every single iPhone event is, the anticipation is, is, is a little lower. Yeah, well, so the rumor is that they're really ramping up towards something huge next year, which will be the 10th anniversary of the iPhone. Mm. And it makes sense that Apple would really want to like swing for the fences with that one. But uh, that leads to this year and you know the year between now and next September being sort of boring. Right. And all the rumors have been, you know, there's going to be a dual camera that lets you do some interesting focusing stuff, and there's a new color, <laughs> and there's going to be more storage, and all these things like they're fine. The phone's going to be more waterproof. That's great. But it's really hard to, like, convince somebody to get super excited and go get in line and get really excited. The color thing is the one that pisses me off the most. I will never care about a color phone announcement. Like, it's just not going to excite me. So as someone who still has a rose gold iPhone and still once every two days has somebody say, oh, you bought the pink iPhone, that's cool. Uh, I'm very excited about new colors. <laughs> I hate the pink iPhone. I hate it. It's, and first of all, it's not rose gold. It's a pink iPhone. Yeah, no, it's, it's pink. It's it 100%. Is okay, pink. great. Uh, it's yeah. glossy. Are you going to get the glossy space black? iPhone? Maybe. Yeah. I'm, I'm worried about glossy things because all these other mm. phones have gone glossy and all that means is that you just see fingerprints. It's like it's like a mirror then and that's not a great look for something you hold in your greasy hands all day. But uh, I'm still kind of into the idea so I'm probably going to get it. So if next year is some big thing and we can all get excited again, do you have a prediction for what that would be? Like you can be totally wrong. What is the craziest thing you think could possibly happen? Well, the rumor that's out there right now is that they're going to basically get rid of the home screen, get rid of the bezels, and it's just going to be a screen, uh, like edge to edge, oh, wait, top you mean to the bottom. Home button, the, whole... the home button? Yeah, sorry, not the okay. home screen, the home button. Uh, well, they're apparently yeah. getting rid of the physical button now, and it's just going to be a force touch thing where it's, it vibrates instead of actually clicking. Hmm. But next year, if they get rid of all of that and you're literally just holding a screen in your hand, I think that would be really cool. And if they curve the screen, it'll like that'll feel like science fiction. Every person who is still holding a BlackBerry out there is screaming right now because tactile is is going to be gone if this happens. It's okay. I'm, I'm screaming because those people are still holding Blackberries. <laughs> okay, that's fair. So, okay, you're going to the event tomorrow. What are your what are your predictions? Um, I guess we all are pretty. We're dealing with this uh, head no more headphone jack. We've accepted this. Yeah, I think it's just... Is that bad? It's going to suck. Yeah. I mean, the the fact that it's going to mean you have to carry around a dongle or buy new headphones sucks. Uh, And you're not going to be able to have your headphones in and charge your phone unless you have a dongle. Uh, And it's just like we're in this messy phase with a lot of things. Do you think it's a good thing, though? Like this has to happen eventually because the headphone jack is actually, you know, not that great or it's going to get outdated really quickly. And Apple's just ushering us along quicker than we're ready to go. Yeah, I think long term wireless is the future Mm. uh, in, in a variety of ways and getting rid of 
one cable is a good thing and it'll make people make Bluetooth better and it'll make people care more about wireless audio standards and those are good things, but Bluetooth they're is gonna so be good bad. things. It is, and like all these things are gonna be great. We're gonna look back eight years from now and be like, gosh, it's great that Apple got rid of that and it really spurred the industry. But if you buy the iPhone 7, you're gonna be pissed. Yeah, you have every right to be pissed. What was your favorite iPhone? Do you have one? Mine would probably be, I think the iPhone 5. I think the 5S uh, was my favorite. The 5S I, yeah. was great. Yeah. But in terms of like, I remember the event where they launched the 5 and it was, that was when the screen got bigger, they refined this design. It was so beautiful. And it was, that was the moment where it felt like Apple sort of finished, where it was like, this has been the project of the iPhone and we did it. This is what we always wanted to make. And I actually think it was a little bigger than like Steve Jobs wanted to make. It seemed like the four was sort of his dream. Mm -hmm. But uh, but that was the phone. I had that phone and I loved it to pieces. Yeah. I literally broke it because I <laughs> used it for so long. And uh, I, yeah, that was the one for me that I loved. Yeah, I went I went 3GS, 4S, and then um, didn't get the 5, but remember it being shipped to our office and being like, oh, okay, now that I'm like seeing it and holding it in person, this is a much nicer looking phone than the 4S. Um, yeah. And, and I, I held on to that forever. Screen. Yeah, the screen was beautiful. Yeah. Camera was definitely great. better, yeah. I, 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 You made fun of me when uh, we were both working at Wired and I rolled up with my 5S because everyone else was like on to the 6, 6 plus. I held well, on to that phone got, forever. And then you got totally vindicated when the SE came out, so well played. I know, I did a really good job with that. Uh, I feel like I made the right decision. I will not be buying the iPhone 7. It doesn't matter what they introduce tomorrow, I'm not doing it. Um, will you be signing on at midnight and purchasing one? Well, yes, but I have a disease. Uh, my yeah. question for you, though, is what would make you? Like, what's this is sort of my thing with the iPhone. It's like, there's so, I, I even have a hard time thinking about the thing that would get me excited about phones again. I know. We, well, if you uh, read the ringer.com this weekend, David, we actually did a roundup of what would make people like want to buy a new iPhone. Um, and for me, it's boring stuff now. It's like if they introduced a new, uh, if there was some new carrier plan where data was done differently and I stopped going over my limit or uh, storage got a lot, like there's some huge increase in storage. Um, maybe some cool camera stuff. Like if there was a, a ton of new features added where your camera could do a lot more, uh, maybe like long range shooting or something, there was some big leap in that kind of technology, I would get really pumped. There's not really a hardware design that's gonna make me get super pumped anymore. Like I like, the phones all look good. All phones look pretty nice. Yeah, I totally agree. And I, I think that sort of speaks to what's about to happen at this event is that there's just not that much left to do, which says a lot about how far smartphones have come. Like they're, they're very good now. <laughs> there's yeah. not, there aren't that many splashy features left. And the ones that are, are sort of, uh, ancillary, I think things like the watch and VR headsets and, you know, they're going to make a car and whatever, but all those things are, are sort of separate. And what's so interesting about the phone is that it's, it's done. Mm -hmm. like there's more, you can make them better, but this thing that they started building nine years ago now, uh, is really good. And all the things left to fix are boring, which makes the iPhone better. Right. Like the fact that it's waterproof is going to make the iPhone better. And that's a great thing, but it's, it, I can't imagine how hard it must be for Apple trying to make this event, which they're having in front of 7,000 people. Interesting. It was like, how do you, how do you sell that? 
Yeah, I mean, better snacks? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I would take better snacks. That's fine. I heard the snacks are okay. It's, it's carby, if I'm being honest. <laughs> okay. Um, well, thank you for talking to me about the iPhone. Um, I hope tomorrow is exciting for you. <laughs> me too. It'll be fun. I think so. Hey, it's Bill Simmons. I wanted you to check out my new HBO show. It's called Any Given Wednesday. It airs Wednesday night at 10 p.m. So far, we've had conversations with everyone from Charles Barkley to Aaron Rodgers to Caitlyn Jenner to Chris Bosh to Ben Affleck to Seth Rogen to Malcolm Gladwell to Mark Cuban. I could go on and on and on. But for now, catch up with old episodes on HBO Now, HBO Go, or HBO On Demand. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook. Or watch the new episodes. Again, 10 p.m. HBO, Wednesday nights. And now, back to the podcast. All right. Now I'm joined by Glenn Fleischman, who is a freelance technology journalist uh, who has written for Wired, New York Times, uh, a ton of places. And you also still write for Macworld. Is that right? Yes. I cover uh, Apple stuff very closely. Very cool. Um, I have to imagine the week before an iPhone event at Macworld is a little bit crazy. Am I wrong? Well, everyone's trying to get uh, geared up for what the potential stories could be. And um, this year, I feel like we got a lot more uh, concrete information ahead of time that, uh, I mean, there's rumors and there's rumors, right? And right. the rumors we got this year are, uh, they're very well confirmed is what they feel like. So I'm not sure what the surprises uh, will be. So we are kind of uh, putting together a lineup. My editors are, are uh, have assigned out potential stories about a lot of things that we just think are definitely going to happen. Yeah, it's kind of nice to not have the panic of what are we walking into tomorrow going on, but at the same time, um, it's a little bit less exciting than in past years. Yeah, I always like the one more thing, and then suddenly it's like an entirely new product or you know new colors, something we didn't predict before. I assume they'll try to pull something out like that, but um, you know I, the most interesting thing to me is the two cameras that are apparently going to be in the iPhone 7 Plus. So that doesn't materialize, I'll be very disappointed. Uh, at the time, but uh, I I like the idea. I'm a big fan of computational photography, like uh, the high dynamic range HDR. That's mm -hmm. uh, you know that's one form. But if you have two or more cameras, you can also do really interesting things, not just uh, stereoscopic imagery, but uh, other kinds of techniques that allow you to have uh, really interesting um, effects that are not just uh, gimmicky, but actually help produce good photographs. So that's, I'm, I assume they're doing that to provide better pictures as well as for the stereos, uh, stereoscopy. Yeah, the camera announcement is always, is probably the one I get most excited for and the thing that almost makes me buy the new iPhone when it comes out, although I've never actually done that. I've waited until my contract is up. Um, but I, I think that is the thing that will make me consider it. I know I won't do it, but I'll think about it because of the uh -huh. camera. Yeah, well, this, you know, Apple does tick and talk years on iPhones. It has for a long time. And the tick year, they change the form factor, but the innards usually are very similar. And the talk year, they up the spec. So, like, mm -hmm. in a tick year, you get the iPhone 6, uh, 6 case. The talk year, you get the 6S that has a 12 megapixel camera instead of an 8 megapixel one. So, this year, it sounds like we may get like ticks and talks at once, which is um, a little bit of a change, even though they're slowing down in how they uh, update the characteristics of, um, of some of the devices like the iPhone SE came out earlier uh, in this year and it was a little bit of a surprise even though everyone thought a smaller form factor phone would be revived but they might not update that in any real way for a couple years maybe even longer 
Right. It, it really does feel like the um, kind of the rollout has changed a little bit since as we've gone along with new iPhones that, um, you know, the small event, big event, small event, big event uh, or, you know, hardware focus kind of a thing. And then I, it, I feel like it's because we have all gotten very almost spoiled. It takes a lot more to get people very, very excited about a new hardware device. Is there anything else that you think is changing kind of how not just the tech press, but also consumers get amped up for one of these events? No, I think you hit it right on the head is it's like, what is the thing that you get excited about now? If the camera quality is already as good as it is, what else could you have except an optical zoom, which is hard in that, you know, the thinness that Apple strives for, mm -hmm. you can't really put an optical zoom in there yet. Like what, do we need a faster network? Well, maybe a little bit faster. Do we need uh, another payment system? Like I can't figure out, a st that's why the two camera thing, maybe it sounds a little gimmicky, but it also is a thing to talk about. That's not, hey, we made it thinner, bigger, faster, or whatever. There's just not um, a lot of the frontiers have been pushed out to the edges. You you don't need a screen that's substantially beyond Retina because then what do you have? Or right. the iPad, the uh, 9.7 inch iPad Pro added this True Tone color sensing thing. So the colors actually do color management within the environment of uh, that you're at. So you get kind of a perfect color um, based on the light quality around you. So that's something that could come ostensibly to an iPhone also, but it's kind of uh, subtle for most people. That's not like a big, you know, it's not like a new gaming feature. I, I don't know. I can't. So I'm not sure what the exciting thing will be, except uh, just that, you know, newer, sleeker or something. Yeah. Not, newer, faster, better in some way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is a little disappointing. I mean, that the iPad Pro was a nice, uh, uh, you know, kick uh, last October and then this spring with the two models. And that's something very different because of the stylus and, uh, uh, some of the enhancements, uh, the keyboard cover, um, but iPhones are, they're not at the edge. Of, it's not the end of innovation, but it's just very hard to figure out what could be exciting. Yeah, I can't even um, imagine. I know that once Apple will introduce something that I've never thought of, then I, it, like I always do, you think, okay, now I have to have it. Um, but just <laughs> thinking of what do I want in an iPhone anymore is really hard to do. I'm I'm so complacent with, <laughs> with the current status of, of hardware, but it also just seems like the event itself um, it made sense for a long time that it was this huge to-do and, you know, you drive thousands of people there and now it almost feels like the event is a little bit overblown for what we're actually hearing about, um, at least to me. <laughs> yeah, I think it's hard for Apple too because then it puts a stake in the sand where they have to have something that's ready to go whether there's anything interesting or not, and it suppresses sales in the months leading up to it because nobody wants to be a MOOC and buy uh, something just before the better right. version that's cheaper or the cheaper version comes out. Uh, so it's it's a kind of a funny tradition now, and I guess it gives them a target. I think, I mean, introducing the iPhone SE at a weird time, the iPads uh, have now not all come in the same schedule. I'm wondering if they're trying to get, uh, it would be useful for them to break themselves out of the cycle because of the expectations and the sales suppression that go with it. Yeah, I, I, I feel a little, I'm starting to feel similarly about I, the iPhone event as I do about CES, which is um, that CES is great. I, I think it's very useful and a, still a good thing, but it's also so much bigger than it needs to be anymore. Um, just so many people understand technology more than they used to, uh, have it in their hands more than they used to, that 
this huge week-long event where people are spending um, just insane amounts of money <laughs> to show off their products. And, you know, Apple isn't even there and Google has kind of a presence there. Um, it's just this kind of confusing, do we need to do this the same way anymore? So I kind of wonder if, if Apple's going to change how they do some of their event stuff. Yeah, and this just comes a few months after uh, the Worldwide Developer Conference, which makes sense for Apple because developers come and congregate, and it's a learning and exchange of information thing. Uh, this is, you know, we're just, I think, just not even three months later, and it's not a public event, and it's really a you know press analysts uh, event, and it's promotional. But they, you know, Apple's gotten away with it for years and years being able to summon people and have them come. And I just wonder if the motivation needs to be needs to be less. Like continuous rollout of interesting things would be more impressive at this point than having these big uh, stick in, or no, sand marks uh, marks in the sand uh, to show that they have um, a cycle that they're sticking to. Right. Uh, I don't know. Does waterproofness excite you? Like that may be the big thing. Mm -hmm. It's like it's actually advertised waterproof. But Samsung phones have had waterproof models with other things. Like I just, you know, when you get to that point where you're like, well, why are they doing this event again? Uh, then you have to say, you know, maybe its usefulness has become a little superannuated. Yeah, I, I, I would love a waterproof phone. I don't know that I need an hour-long, you know, very expensive um, morning-consuming event for you to announce <laughs> that you have a waterproof phone. Um, I mean, when Samsung announces one, some, they'll do maybe if they're doing like a giant showcase with Google or something, you'll see that come out. Uh, but, you know, you get a press release a couple of weeks in advance, and, and that's how you find out about the waterproof phone. You don't necessarily um, invite 7,000 people to uh, San Francisco to show off your waterproof phone. So I, I, that sounds very jaded, and I realize that, but <laughs> I, I kind of think that phones are, they're not as um, amazing to us as they used to be. They're a function now, and Apple's so obsessed with design over function that it's this like very strange relationship I think they have with the iPhone event now. Yeah, and the, the watch, uh, ostensibly, we're going to get news. I don't know if they're going to release one. I think the rumors are going to talk about uh, the Watch 2 yeah. and Watch OS 3, uh, but we're not going to be able to go out and buy one, I I think. I mean, there's, and then there's the questions about the, we're supposed to be, um, they're very behind on the cycle of uh, revisions to the Mac lineup. Yes. And that probably won't happen because uh, they've been waiting for uh, Intel's timeline. Intel just put out an announcement just a few days ago. There's some coverage. Uh, so this fall, or I should say even in the coming weeks, before, even in September, there could be uh, tons of announcements. I think Intel expects hundreds of new laptop models from all manufacturers to incorporate the new um, processor update. Uh, and so Apple clearly waiting on that. So, um, I mean, the big news from Apple really this year is they have four operating systems they're trying to run in tandem, tvOS, watchOS, iOS, and, and macOS. And this is going to be the first time they have a big product announcement where they're kind of about to turn the dial and get four major releases out all at once that are all in sync, that all talk to each other. Um, that's a huge technical accomplishment, mm -hmm. but it's also, it's kind of separate from the product announcement, which is really all about, you know, the guts of the device and, and uh, what it can do that it couldn't do before. Right, yeah. It's, uh, it's very, like, developer interest versus consumer interest. We yeah. want to know, like, what you can go buy, but I, I kind of, my... I don't think it's right, but I feel like there might, I think that the one more thing might be watch OS related and it might not be as big of a deal this year, kind of just a little teaser. Do you have any guesses of what the one more thing might be? I don't, if I were going to be surprised, I would say they would uh, pull out a Mac early, but it would seem uh. out of keeping with the, uh, with the overall theme, which is mobility. Right. I, I feel like they've got, there's a, 
the watch to me is still kind of a beta. You know, it's a thing that is a pilot fish for the bigger thing that's coming because ultimately you don't need a watch. You need something that becomes invisible and it's just something you have and you don't perceive as something you carry and interact with. And the, the phone can disappear that way. The watch can disappear that way more. It's possible we'll get a glimpse of what the next, you know, quantified self, um, uh, always on, always connected world to be like. You know, we expected that, that there's going to be more of a, of a fashion integration thing that's coming. So maybe we'll get a glimpse of what that's going to be like. Although they don't do um, they don't do blue sky stuff. They only show stuff they're really prepared to ship. So you know, I I'm I wish I had a yeah. expectation. So I don't. An Apple Google Glass would definitely be um, the most shocking thing <laughs> that we could see, uh, and I, I would be surprised too. But it would be really cool. Yeah, it's true. I think uh, the mo yeah the most amazing thing Apple could do would be to introduce something that's really ordinary and not unusual. Uh, that would be very sad. Yeah. <laughs> it might happen someday. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I guess we'll find out tomorrow, but thanks for coming and chatting with me for a little bit. Oh, it's a pleasure. Thanks, All right. Molly. All right, that's going to do it for us today. Thank you to Alyssa Bereznak, David Pierce, and Glenn Fleischman for being on the show today. Uh, we will find out very soon what the new iPhone looks like. Uh, tune in again soon for another show. Thanks. Thanks.